0: Welcome everyone to episode 20 of Down to Play. We've got a huge milestone episode with hitting the big 2-0. I'm excited. You should be too. Thanks so much for listening. I'm your host Dapper Tux, along with Next Gen Player. For this show, we'll be reviewing Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 Plus 2, WRC 9. Plus, Next Gen Player is reviewing Takashi and Hiroshi for Nintendo Switch and giving early impressions for Tell Me Why on Xbox One. Let's strap on our helmets and wax our boards because it's time to hit the streets with Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 Plus 2. If you've missed out, it's the most iconic skateboarding series returning with a two-pack combo, a one-two punch. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 Plus 2 is available right now on the Xbox One and PS4. Whether you're a veteran or a rookie, You've definitely got to check this one out. The two games rolled into one include Tony Hawk's Pro Skater from 1999. It's a classic, absolutely. And Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2 from the year 2000. Developed by Vicarious Visions and it's published by Activision, the games are rebuilt from the ground up in incredible 4K 60 frames per sec. All the pro skaters, levels, and tricks are back and fully remastered. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater is the second highest rated video game of all time at a 98% average. It was only a matter of time till we got a remake like this. And boy oh boy, have Activision and Vicarious Visions done it justice. Next Gen, what are some things that you liked about uh, Tony Hawk's Return? What a iconic franchise you were saying in the intro there. Like, it, this is just...
1: One game, one series that I just absolutely loved um, on the PS1, Um, you know, I have such amazing memories and and to go back.
0: Yeah, me too. It's like instant uh, return back to my high school years and it just, I don't know, it brought me back to the times and and the cultural phenomenon that was Tony Hawk Pro Skater. It's just, oh, all the feels. (laughs) Back in, in 1999,
1: skateboarding was just the biggest thing. I mean, obviously there's people still skateboarding today, but I feel like you know back then that's when it really took off and obviously that's when you know Tony Hawk was around and these games um got released and yeah like you were saying I mean like Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2 is is the second highest rated game of all time like it's I can't even believe I'm saying that like that but I mean like but it's totally deserving of it right I mean the original games got essentially all 10s and and just a handful of nines um and and everything that i liked about those games are back and better than ever i mean that the visuals are just phenomenal um the skaters are all back what one thing that i really liked about this game is that the the pro skaters from the original are back but they've actually um aged them up to where um to their current age and they've also um, added some some new younger skaters
0: as well into the mix. So yeah, even Jack Black joins the lineup as Officer Dick, who you can <laughs> uh, unlock after meeting various challenges. So yeah, everyone and even Jack Black. I was watching an interview, and he was super excited about being in the game. And apparently, he didn't even accept any money. Like it was enough for him just to be in the game. So I don't know how much truth there is behind that, but uh, I I would i i would freak out if i was asked to be included in an iconic game like this and just everything brings you back to that era like the soundtrack in
1: this game was just so amazing i i, I didn't do like a, a you know a direct comparison between um this and and in the original but um but i was reading that you know the vast majority of the tracks are are back obviously there, there might be you know a few licensing issues which prevent some of the songs from being there but I mean, you've got cool stuff like, you know, Bad Religion is there. You've got Goldfinger with Superman. Um, I love Power Man 5000. And when worlds collide, like, holy geez, when that song comes on, when I'm skateboarding, it just like it
0: gets my adrenaline flowing. Right. Or oh, right at the beginning of the game with uh, Rage Against the Machine and Gorilla Radio. I just that's that's my favorite tra- track in the game. I don't know about for you but i absolutely love that track and i love how they kick the game off with it as well too this the the the, the video segment dapper Junior's like come on dad skip it let's play and i'm like no no no, let's watch this this is just and we've watched it like 20 plus times oh yeah oh the intro is just
1: amazing yeah it's just like a it's a montage of all the pro skaters in the game including the returning and all the new skaters and yeah it looks awesome i have to say like this Definitely is is one of the few games out there that I would I would really classify as just a hundred percent pure fun. Like
0: yeah, yeah, fun
1: distilled down into a game. Like it's impossible not to smile and be excited when you're playing.
0: You can pair it with anything too. I find like no matter what I'm playing, like it could be going back and playing a serious game like Red Dead Redemption or playing something like Avengers now. And then it's just like, this is the game where it's like, okay, if I get stuck in another game or I get frustrated by something, I'm just going to turn on Tony Hawk. Like, I feel like this game is going to be something I could play for another five years, or at least until they remake, you know, Tony Hawk, uh, you know, three and four, but it's just this complimentary experience that, just is a cultural phenomenon i'm gonna call it that here that you can just go back to at any time and i just i'm just head over heels for it love it yeah and like
1: and the gameplay is 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 really i would say infinitely deep you know what i mean like when you first start you're gonna like you're gonna do things like you know grabs and grinds and 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 flips right just do do a few basic things but then you realize like hey i can start combining these and You know, I can, I can grind and um, grind a rail and then jump off and do some flips and then do some more grabs. And you just like, suddenly your combos are just racking up there and you're like, holy geez, how did I get, you know, 20,000 points on on that one, one trick there, right? Like, it's just so, so amazing. One thing that I really loved, it's funny because I found out, must have been like five hours into the game when I was checking the menus, but I realized that there's actually modifications that you can add as well. And cause I was like, I got pretty much every challenge for every stage, except for some of the point challenges, like something you have to get,
0: you know, 150,000 or 200,000 points. And it's just like, or single combos that were like, you know, 80,000, 150,000. I was just like, Oh man, how am I going to hit this? <laughs> yeah, that's that. i and I wasn't even looking for any help.
1: I just like randomly went to the menu, and I'm like, "Wait a minute! There's modifications. So you can actually you can flick on modifications like um, perfect rail grind, which means you know, like you can grind that, uh, grind any rail, and not worry about falling off. And there's no bales, which essentially makes you not crash at all. Like you can just play an entire level um, and just keep on flipping and grinding. And then there's there's perp- uh, perfect manual balance, right? So there's just all these these and there's there's a bunch more as well right and so the cool thing about this game is like it's it's really for everybody right like you can you can turn them all off and and you can try your best to to like you know keep your balance and and get those high scores but if you're like if you're super frustrated and you keep on falling and failing and getting a little bit under what you need you can flip on a few of these modifications to help you out
0: yeah and that's what i wanted to say too around you know i play a lot and i mentioned it before on the podcast i play a lot with my six-year-old dapper junior we game together and what's really cool is that the the scalability of the complexity of the game so it's a lot tougher than i remember but it's still extremely accessible so i could play solo try to do you know, all these combos without any mods on. But if I wanted to further simplify the experience with Dapper Jr., I could turn on mods and let him run wild and have the time of his life. And if I, like you said, if I got stuck, I could do it, uh, you know, I could do that as well too, flick on the mods and and have some fun. What's so cool is that whether you're a veteran or a rookie to the game, there's something there for everyone, which is just the coolest part of of Tony Hawk.
1: And the other thing too is I actually flipped on a few modifications just to, to try them out and see what it was like and to me it's like a totally different game right like it's a the vibe was so different and if i had the modifications off like i'm i'm like i'm laser focused on keeping my balance and not like not overdoing things and you know trying to hit everything perfectly and then when you flick on the modifications then it becomes like an arcade version of tony hawk and you can just go go wild right like i'm i'm like sitting there like Trying to do like two grabs and three flips and in, in in one and one you know up in the air um, uh, a jump right so um, yeah it's just like it's just it
0: feels totally different yeah another thing I really liked was the uh, the create a park it's it's so much fun so if you run out of the con- if you run out of content there's so much user generated tracks and and parks out there that you can jump on and play and one really cool uh, version of it that I saw on Reddit was. Andy's toy room and, and someone completely rebuilt Andy's room from the Toy Story series and Dapper Jr. absolutely loved it we actually discovered that today and he was playing around as well with just like making his own tracks and then we found the toy room from Toy Story I, I don't know if it'll get removed in the future but it's just all this really cool content that that keeps you going with the Create a park and it's so easy that Again, my six-year-old was like creating some really cool tracks. So he would just make his own track today. He'd skate it. I'd skate it. We'd have some fun. He'd make some modifications to it. Big kudos! Like this game is just like you said before. All the modes, it's through and through fun. The create a park. I tried it out. I'm actually not
1: like a super big creator myself, but so I I I like tried it and I made a couple of parks. they weren't the coolest out there because I, I maybe I'm just not as creative as other folks. But I played a bunch of, uh, of parks that other people created, and yeah, like some of them were really cool. The one thing that I actually liked about it too is that there are some like very 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 difficult achievements and trophies in this game, and some some people actually created parks specific to try to get like um, like a yeah, m-
0: million combo.
1: <laughs> I saw those. It's so funny too, cause it cause. I, I went and I tried a few of them because I like I knew I think one of them was something like ten million or something like that. I'm I'm like, yeah. there's there's just no way I'm ever gonna get this. Like I'm just not that good, right? <laughs> <Me> too. Um, <laughs> Me too. I went to one of these custom parks and boom, just like that, I hit something like 17 million uh <laughs> points in, in one combo and I was like, and then the, the, the trophy pops up and I'm like, yeah. So yeah, it's kind of cool. <laughs> like I like I like that yeah. people are creating um, you know, like cool themes, but also you know helping you out and trying to get your achievements and trophies the one other thing too that i really liked about this game the one thing that i really liked about this game as well are, are the challenges so there's something like 700 plus challenges in this game and i i think like you're talking about how you could play this game for months right like i think you you definitely could especially with the challenges because there's just so many of them i think i like i've beat the game and i've unlocked something like 60 of the 700 and i so I still have 600 plus to, to go through. And it's just like, man, you know, I at first I wasn't actually even trying to go for the challenges. I was just kind of playing the game regularly and seeing them pop up. But now that I beat it, I want to go back and try to get these challenges. And holy geez, like it's, it's, there's just like a never-ending list.
0: A lot to love here. Uh, what what would you what did you sort of dislike about the game, or is there any like drawbacks that uh, you can come up with here? I, I don't think we've got too many, to be honest.
1: And like I'm really grasping at straws for cons for this game. Like everything is just so good. I mean, I guess the the one thing that I, I would have liked would have been um, potentially just some other different tracks, like some of the tracks that um come on i'm just not like i'm not into the good thing is is you can skip tracks um at any time so you can skip the ones you don't like that is totally and absolutely too like a personal preference right like i'm sure some people yeah. love every single track and i like the majority of the music like don't get me wrong i enjoyed a lot of it it's just like the odd time one would come on that that didn't really like you know get my
0: adrenaline going and yeah you're just like i can't thrash to this but then you'd find something like gorilla radio or superman then you're like okay I'm happy with this.
1: <laughs> and then you're then you're like you're to you're back in like your your happy zone again, right? Like grinding and, and going crazy. Um the only other thing that I that I wish this is not even really like a negative or anything like that for the game, but like like you mentioned before, um Tony Hawk three and four. Like I after I finish beating these games and and, and you know I'm playing them a bit more, I'm like, man. Why couldn't three and four have been included, <laughs> right? I don't. I, got, I think I'm I'm asking too much because I mean, like, hopefully they're actually remaking three and four. But um, but I just like, yeah, I'm I'm like I'm all I'm totally back in the zone with Tony Hawk, and I want more of it. So hopefully more is gonna come soon. What about you? What what is there anything that you didn't like about the game?
0: Same with me. Like there really is very little I can I can pick at uh, with the game. The graphics were absolutely phenomenal. The gameplay is the absolute keystone in what you want out of a sports video game Uh, they took the iconic dna from you know 1999 and and 2000 and put just fixed up what they could and even put incredible graphics on top with new modes multiplayer i really can't ask for more so personally i'm going to give this game a 10 out of 10. it's it's absolutely fantastic i can't think of anything that i disliked about it Uh, and i can only think of just positives and you know, I get, I get hearts in my eyes when I think about it. I enjoyed it so much with Dapper Jr. I'm so happy I can share this game with my son all these years later. Next gen, what would you give uh, Tony Hawk pro skater one plus two out of 10?
1: Yeah. So I'm actually going to completely agree with you. I'm giving this game a perfect 10 out of 10. I, there's really nothing that I could say that that's wrong with this game. It's it's just as good as I remember. It's absolutely flawless gameplay, amazing graphics, like super fun. It's, it's like you said, it, it's going to be the game that for the next half year, one year, two years, where uh, I'm playing other games and I just sort of like get frustrated or bored with other games. I'm going right back to Tony Hawk, right? Like this is like, this is my now go-to game. Um, yeah. So I'm giving this, I think this is
0: actually the first perfect score I've given a game on down to play. I think so. I think for both of us, I think the last perfect score might've been the last of us part two. I think I. Oh, that maybe. Yeah, I. Yeah, think maybe you're right. That was like. <laughs> All right, the, the second. This, <laughs> we don't we don't go throwing tens around here. I mean, you, you, the Last of Us Two was a, a a generation, if not a decade, defining game, and I feel for Tony Hawk Pro Skater in the sports genre, it's it's right up there too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely, for sure. All right, so we're going to be slipping on a different type of helmet this time. It's uh, a rally style helmet uh, in order to review WRC 9. WRC 9 is the leading off-road simulation franchise endorsed by all the world's top drivers, so you know you're getting a pretty wicked sim experience here. This season the game comes sporting three new rallies, now in Kenya, Japan and New Zealand. It has over 15 classic cars and 100 special stages to tackle. WRC 9 has new game modes especially designed for community including a club system where each player can create their own championship and compete in it online with the rest of the world. You can take control of all official drivers and cars in three World Rally Championship categories with improved physics for even greater realism, redesigned environments. Uh, Next, gen. what are some things that you liked about WRC 9? WRC 9 is like, if you're a rally fan,
1: like, I mean, this is the game to play for sure. I mean, it's it's got all of the official WRC uh, courses, um, like you mentioned, they, I like the three that they added. Um I've got a particular uh, you know soft spot for Japan. So the fact that uh, that there is I think there is uh, at least three different courses in Japan. um, and you can play all three of them in reverse, so there's really six in total um that you can play, which is super, super cool. But this game is I mean, like it's rally racing, so you just have to make sure that you know what you're getting into, right? Like it's you're you're basically racing point to point. Um, throughout these, like, super, super, super difficult courses, um, often in extreme weather, right? I think the Germany one, you're in, in uh, like, downpour rain, and there's other ones where you're racing in the snow, and then there's a couple of other ones where you're racing um, on asphalt through the streets, right? But, I mean, it's, it's as difficult as it sounds, right? Like, imagine uh, in the middle of winter, going through, like, this blizzard uh, storm, racing around, hairpin, 90 degree, one, 180 degree turns, right, like,
0: it, it's just like, you really, really, really have to know your stuff. And you're right to put that caveat in there, like, it's, it's a solid, extremely challenging rally experience, so you have to like simulators, you have to really be into rally, if you check those two boxes off, you're gonna really enjoy this game. There's a lot of content that'll keep you busy, too, with lots of customization and managing your team. The vehicle physics on mixed surfaces like gravel and dirt and tarmac as well as snow were excellent, and they gave me personally like a wide range of challenges in various environments. Um, And it did a really excellent job with the technical and mental demands of the sport because, like you said, it's racing. It's it's always a race against the clock. You're going from point A to point B as fast as possible to beat someone that's not on the track. So for a lot of people, they might find that kind of a shock, but that's that's the name of the game with rally. So it tests your reflexes, your skill, and you know definitely your will. That's for sure. So I was,
1: yeah, and just that just to add on that too, like one of the the big things with rally games and and uh, you know this this game in particular is you've got a co-driver as well, right? So you have really got to pay attention to that, which is it's something new, like if you're if you're used to say like you know Forza games or like F one series, like this is totally new, right? Because you've got a co-driver that essentially tells you what's coming up, right? So so like he'll tell you uh, if it's a straightaway, if it's a curve, if it's a curve, like um, how sharp is the curve, right? So you so you're sort of like you know you don't really have a map of where you're going, but you gotta you gotta depend on your co-driver and really listen in. Which actually can be a challenge in itself too, because you've got the, the roar of your engine, right? So you've got like your engine is just like, you know, it's it's loud. Um and you've gotta sort of like, you know, parse that out and and, and you know, concentrate on your co driver as well. So yeah, again, it's just like a, a completely different racing experience. Um that you might be used to, but, uh, but it's certainly a lot of fun if you just, you know, if you really give it a chance and, and,
0: and, you know, especially do a lot of practicing, a lot of practicing, (laughs) you definitely, it rewards that, right. But again, it's, it's more of a simulation experience where the more you practice, the better you get. It's not an arcade experience by any stretch. You really need to concentrate and really balance, uh, you know, driving technique along with what your, what instructions you're being fed by your co-driver, um, but yeah, again with the backdrop of some of the the more difficult simulation aspects the, the game looks quite nice. The lighting and weather effects are great. Night competition is captured exceptionally well And it's really tough when you can't see, you know, f- that far in front of you And I, I remember doing a few races at night uh, while it was raining and the reflections just look absolutely top-notch uh, Another big nod I'll give to the game is the multiplayer mode. So you can both go online and um, again it was a little bit difficult finding matches online but on the flip side of that it offers split screen couch co-op so you can actually play at home with a friend which was which is really cool a lot of games aren't doing that as much we've mentioned that before on the podcast so i will give uh, wrc9 a big nod there for including a split screen couch co-op and i hope it comes back because it's such a it's such a staple for console games but uh anything else to add uh, with what you like next gen
1: yeah. One thing that I really liked about it as well, we talked about the weather, but I also liked how, um, the weather, uh, affects your car. So like, I, I love when the raindrops just sort of like, you know, um, you know, it, it hits your windshield and, and sort of like clouds up your, um, what you can see, but also too, like, you know, there's, there's some races where you're going through like, you know, thick mud and your car just gets like, you know, totaled and in, in, like just totally covered in mud. Yeah.
0: And you also, you, you feel that drag a little bit, right? I, I... Like with mud and and different you know water or big bodies of water that you hit, yeah, like yeah, you could definitely feel it in the rumble in the controller, which is awesome. um, I also like
1: too, like the uh the damage on the cars are super, super realistic as well, right? So um that's one thing that you really gotta pay attention to. I think there's actually a mode where you or you can flick on um uh so that uh, damage doesn't actually affect the performance of your car. So if you want to go for more of, like, you know, uh, pure um, arcade sim, you can flick that on. But uh, but the the basic mode, yeah, it actually affects the performance. So, um, yeah, like, I mean, and and these corners are super sharp. So I know, like, you know, often I would just, like, you know, r- like, hit my the front of my car yeah. or the back of my car. And... <laughs> or in
0: my case, go straight off a
1: cliff. <laughs> yeah, and the damage effects on your car are, are super realistic. Like, you can see dents, like... Sometimes when I finish races, like I don't know how my car w- was still going. Right, I'm like, Jesus, yeah. that must that must, that's gonna cost me thirty thousand dollars to fix all
0: that. <laughs> better I place in first because <laughs> it's gonna take the entire purse there to uh, repair the car. Yeah.
1: All right, Dapper. Um. So now that we've gone over what we liked about the game, what are a few things that you didn't like about WRC Nine?
0: Yeah. So the the game itself, it does it does suffer from quite a bit of technical issues. First, uh, big issue for me. For the game's load times, it took a lot longer than expected. And I reviewed the game on an Xbox One X and played the game off an SSD. So other games that uh, I do this with, I do see a reduction in load times a few seconds. But WRC9 with all of these things in its favor, really powerful console, uh, solid state drive, the load time still took a really long time. And uh, it was quite slow to load. And for something that comes out you know, every year, I, I expected a little bit more optimization from the game. Um, also, too, and you uh, mentioned this before, NextGen, with the uh, trying to hear your partner. I, I think that might have been part of the experience with WRC 9, having the roar of the engine, making it difficult to hear your co-driver. I'd give a little more credence to that line of thinking, but the sound design and audio mixing... It really left a lot to be desired. So I think that might be more of a flaw than anything. I found at points when I my car would slam into a wall or or hit something, the crash you would expect would, would glitch out. You'd hear nothing. You'd hear uh, some sounds come in louder than others. And the car's audio was very, very similar, which was surprising uh, for lower power cars to higher powered four-wheel drive cars. So it's, it's something that from, like you said before, we mentioned, experiences like forza horizon uh dev teams there they go to the extent of recording every single car i don't feel that was done here based on what i heard what are some things that uh you dislike next gen
1: yeah so the main one really is one that you touched on which is uh hearing your co-driver um that to me was always an issue like sometimes i just couldn't hear what he said because i i was just like you know i was going 40 kilometers an hour around a hairpin turn and just the, the, my engine drowned out what he was saying so sometimes i had like he, he actually gives you directions at the very top of the screen so you can look up to see but um but i i prefer not doing that obviously because i want to keep my eyes on the road my eyes on the car um so i had to look up to see what was coming next more times than i'd like so i don't know like maybe i gotta flip through the options to see if there's a way that you can sort of like balance it out a little bit more maybe dial down the engine a little bit and dial up the co-driver um So that was definitely a challenge for me. Another thing too, really, I wouldn't really say it's a flaw, but it's just, it's, it's something that I want to put out there as sort of like a caveat, because you really, really have to know this before you get into it is that like this game is super, super, super simmy, right? Like if you're, if you like, if you're sort of like a casual racer or you like arcade racing, like this game is going to crush you,
0: right? Like it's, yeah. This is far and away home of the hardcore. You've got to love rally and you've got to love racing simulators. And if, like I said at the beginning of the review, if those two boxes are checked for you, then you're in the right place. If not, it's, it is going to be a, a trying experience. Maybe you'll, you'll pick up the, the steeper learning curve faster and enjoy it. But yeah, next gen, that's a great caveat to add there for sure. So now that we've talked about what we liked and what we didn't like, I have to ask you then,
1: Dapper, what is your final score of WRC 9?
0: Well, it's a little rough around the edges, but based on the technical merits of the game and what it does so well in the simulation what it does so well for simulation racing, as well as the absolutely uh, packed amount of content. I, I'm going to give the game an eight out of 10. How about you next, Jen? I can't believe that we're agreeing twice in a row that we got to, we're going to, we're, <laughs> we're going to have to ask each other what our scores
1: are before we start recording because <laughs> I yeah. was, because I was actually thinking exactly the same eight out of 10 for me. Um, I, I think um, the, the game is, is like, you know, it's, it's obviously the leader for rally simulation games um it 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 does w- it's job well right i mean like if you like rally driving this is the best out there um it's got super slick controls and it's got nice visuals and it's got all the the tracks that you'd want um all the different uh um vehicles that you'd be looking for right so it really is the total package for a rally driving game and for that reason i'm going to give it the 8 out of the 10
0: Moving on to our third and final review for this episode is Takashi and Hiroshi. Takashi and Hiroshi is developed and published by Oint Game, an indie game publisher in Japan. The originally released game came out on Apple Arcade last fall and now arrives on the Nintendo Switch. The game combines the two worlds of puppet animation and role-playing. The story tells one of two brothers and their daily life, the 14-year-old Takashi and his little brother Hiroshi. Next Gen, you played this one. What are your thoughts on what you liked about the experience? So this was a game that I saw
1: um, in the Nintendo Indie Direct um, that just uh, came out over the summertime, and yeah, I was I was super interested in this game because I I actually like puppet animation. Um, I used to watch a lot of it when I was a kid. I I don't know if you remember Pingu. <laughs>
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> <I remember Pingu. laughs>
1: that was that Shout was like yeah Pingu. <laughs> that was like plaster scene um uh you know stop motion animation but i used to watch like a whole bunch of them when i was a kid right so i i love yeah. puppet puppet animation and stop motion um and that's that's essentially what this game is um it's really interesting i it's, it's i i can hardly even call it a game because there's not a lot of interaction in this so um, that's one thing you gotta know about this game. Like it's really a story um with a little bit of interaction, and it it's a really, really, really charming and super, super, super cute. You've got um this fourteen year old boy. His name's Takashi. He's got his little brother, uh, Hiroshi. I think he's seven. Um, I could be wrong, but i'm pretty I'm pretty sure that he, I'm pretty sure that he's super young. He's like almost half the age. Of of takashi but um but anyways um so hiroshi is uh he gets sick actually uh, early on in this game and he ends up going to the hospital and what ends up happening is takashi he is like a budding game programmer and he's creating this rpg game that his brother hiroshi absolutely loves he just he can't wait to, to play it um, it's a work in progress, though, so Takashi is, is developing this game, and he's sort of like letting Hiroshi um, you know, test the game out as he's developing it. Um, so the whole point of the game, really, is that Takashi wants to, to essentially cheer up his brother, who is really sick in the hospital, and he does it through this video game. Um, and that's yeah, so that's the backdrop. And what's really interesting about this is there's really two parts of the game. So you've got the puppet animation, the stop motion animation, um, and then you've got the RPG elements. So essentially, like the game is divided up into seven chapters, and each chapter has about five or ten minutes of of cutscenes where they're talking. It's all super cute. Like, you gotta just take a look at the graphics, take a look at the trailers. It's like very, very colorful, um, graphics and, and, uh, has sort of like a pastel monochrome feel to it, um, and then after the cutscenes, then um, then you pass over your your like your tablet thingy over to um, Hiroshi, and he plays this RPG, which then you control. And the RPG um, element is, is really unique. It's something that I haven't really seen before. Um, the whole point of the game is it takes place over five different rounds, and you have to try to build up. Hiroshi's joy meter as high as you can, right? And the way that you build up his joy meter is you have a hero that has, you know, regular stats, attack stats, defense stats, um, HP. Um, and what you have to do is you have to select between one and six monsters for your hero to face. But then once you select the monsters, everything else from then on is just automated. So you can't control your character. Your your character will go up. And, and essentially the enemies and, and your hero like sort of like take turns attacking each other. And what you have to try to do is you have to try to get your hero's health down to as low as possible without killing him because the, the lower his health is, the more excited she gets and that builds up his joy meter. So it's, it's a really, really interesting concept um, and you have to really think because each monster that you select attacks in various ways they have certain defense and certain attacks so um you can kind of guess like oh i think these four creatures will get my health down to you know five or below right but you're you're always taking like a huge risk because you know the monsters could get one extra blow in and then your character dies and then you lose the round right so that's the whole point of the game And, and yeah like i said there's seven chapters back and forth it's actually not a very long game. I think it's uh, like probably about two hours or so to beat the whole game, maybe even less. Um, so yeah, and I, you know what, I did enjoy it. I thought it was like super cute. Again, there's not a lot that you actually control in the game, so you have to go into it more of of like watching an interactive story um, versus a game. So so that's definitely uh, something to take into consideration. Um, In terms of things that i i didn't like with the game is that i did think that the story and rpg components were both a little underdeveloped like right as soon as the rpg elements got uh challenging and got more exciting for me as a player the game just ends right so like you you probably only spend maybe half an hour in total playing this rpg game and i kind of wish like i kind of wish that it could have went on for another few more hours like it i think it would have got more exciting because essentially what happens is like as you play your hero um gains levels but then new enemies also get added to the, to the monster list so you have like there's more variables like you got to think um you know you, you like you've got stronger attack and you've got more health but there's enemies that could that take off more damage and the other monsters later on can do things like confuse your character for one turn so you can't attack back. So there's all these different variables and it gets really interesting, but then the game just kind of finishes and you're like, ah, like, I wish there was four hours more, <laughs> unfortunately. Um, as I mentioned too, there's not a lot of interactions, which I would say is definitely uh, for a video game, that, that's that's definitely a con. Like, I, there, sh- there should have been some way, maybe if the RPG levels had, had more ways to control or... or or a little bit longer so you could interact a little bit more i think that would have been nice um and i think the, the the big thing that really was frustrating me with the game is that um there's a little bit of rng in in the in the combat so um sometimes your character will miss other times the enemies will miss it seems like a little bit rarer for enemies to miss they seem to hit more often than not Um, but like essentially you, you plan everything out. So you spend like a minute or two, like picking the perfect monster combination that you think is going to get your health down to very low, but then suddenly your hero misses twice and the monsters get extra attacks in on you and then you're dead. Right. And there's nothing you can do. Like you can't. You, you don't control your character, so you can't heal your character, you can't, you can't like, you know, backtrack and, and do it all over again. Like, you're just dead, right? And you're like, oh, geez, like, stupid RNG. <laughs> um, Yeah, so, um, overall, I think uh, I, I, I did enjoy the game um, for what it was. Um, again, it's like, you know, it's super short, so, um, you know, take that for what you will if you're thinking about buying this game. But uh, overall, I think I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10.
0: Nice. Decent little score there. And Now uh, for our final uh, final game, your impressions, Next Gen, of Tell Me Why. Uh, let us know your thoughts on it. It's a game from uh, Don't Nod, makers of Life is Strange and published by Xbox Game Studios. So it's part of the Xbox Game Pass family of games. And all three episodes are available now on the Xbox One and PC. Uh, so for episode one, next gen, what are your thoughts around the game? Yeah, I didn't want to really get too deep into the game because, um, I still have
1: a couple more episodes to to go. I, I did finish the first one, but, um, I just want to say like, overall, I'm enjoying the game, especially enjoying it more than I I thought. Like I didn't really know a lot about this game going into it. Um, life is strange is just one of my favorite games. I mean, don't not, is just such a, a great developer. Um, I am so happy and thankful that Microsoft paid um, for this game. Tell me why, right? Because um, getting getting more story for, like this from Donut is is, is always a plus. Um, so this game, like, really in a nutshell, um, the premise is, is that you play as these two characters, uh, their brother and sister. Um, there's Tyler and Allison. And uh, it takes place up in the Alaskan town of Delos Crossing, And, uh, like, essentially, like, early in the, in, in the game, you find out that something traumatic happened in their childhood, um, involving their mother, Marianne, and the two, the two kids are separated legally by, by the, um, the police and the, and the law system, and they're, they're essentially separated for many, 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 many years, and then they get reunited, and that's essentially where the game begins, um, they get reunited and um, they are going back to visit their house where um, a lot of these bad things had happened. And initially, they go and they're trying to um, they're trying to actually sell the house. They they just like they want to just move on with their life. They want to move to a, a new city. They don't want anything to do with this house. So they're going to sell it. But then as they go through the house, they start finding all of these items in there that that sort of like um make them rethink uh about their childhood and and like you know because they had these these stories in their head about what was happening when they were children but what they find in the house sort of makes them rethink like wait a minute maybe we don't have the whole story um so they go around the city and they they start asking um good friends of the mother um you know various questions and, and and try to like get to the bottom of it but it just you know it's a great story so far um graphically i thought it was it was pretty average so I, I guess like if i were to to you know say one thing i didn't like with the game i thought i thought it was okay graphics but not the best um certainly um certainly not as good as some of the the recent games that i play like ghosts of Tsushima or or the last of us obviously um but um but still it's still pretty good graphics overall i would say um but it's just like it's such a captivating and interesting and relevant um and inclusive story right like it's i've never experienced a story like this before um and and you know I'm, I'm sort of at like the edge of my seat wanting to play the next couple of episodes so i think um you know the main thing i want to get across for this episode we're gonna have a full review for the next episode but the main thing i want to say is like if you are not sure what this game is like go check it out if you've seen a couple of trailers and you're a little bit interested and, and you're wondering like you know is it as good as Life is Strange is is it a good game to try like yes it is like I can say for sure from what I've, I played so far it's it's really 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 interesting um, yeah and and if you got Xbox Game Pass like you have no excuse right I mean it's it's a, it's included for free in in your Game Pass subscription so um, you know definitely download it is is my message and uh, and check this out. Um, and uh and yeah we'll have a full review for the next episode and and you know i really can't wait to see um you know i've heard uh i've heard there's a lot of twists and turns later on the story so i can't wait to see them for myself and uh and let you guys know what we
0: think Awesome. So stay locked in for our full review. That's game over for this episode. A special thanks to the publishers for providing the games reviewed in this episode. I'm Dapper Tux. And I'm Next Gen Player. You can catch us on Twitter and Instagram at Dapper underscore Tux and at NextGenPlayer. We are always down to play.